Well, well, bonjour. Well, well, well. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. C'est le podcast imparfait. Mais actually, it sounds so bad. Uh, yeah, bienvenue. This is now a French language podcast only. Je m'appelle Cara. Jim Apple. That is, if you have not, if anyone has, this is like a shameless plug and we're not getting paid for this, but if you have not watched Paris Je T'aime or Paris I Love You and you have not watched the last, you know, short of that compilation in that movie, you have to. You Especially if you took French in high school in America, you have to watch that short. Anyway, it has nothing to do with what we're talking about today. Welcome to the podcast Imperfect. I'm Kara Bartek. And I'm Rebecca Nisko. And today we had the honor, the pleasure uh, of speaking with Amanda K. Cook. She is a comedic writer based in Brooklyn. Just amazing, just like force, force of nature, and uh, is in the midst of fundraising for a proof of concept called Bitch Training that will become a show eventually. It's just such a great conversation. Um, and please, please, please enjoy. so much for joining us today Amanda we're so so happy and excited to have you could you start by saying your name where you're based and what your uh, craft is or what you do yeah uh, my name is Amanda Cook I use she her pronouns I am based in Brooklyn New York and I am a comedy writer um, that's me amazing yeah Yeah. so excited to have you on thank you so much yeah I'm really excited to be here and um just chat with you yeah yeah there's been just um you and I met through um well sort of a mutual friend I think I met Iris through a mutual friend of ours and I hadn't known her so long and then suddenly she introduced us which was really nice and um we got introduced because of this project that you're working on this really exciting amazing um it's a proof of concept for now and I I would just really like to talk about that but before we jump into that um Mm -hmm. we just kind of want to start off at the beginning (laughs) when did you first develop your like this interest to be in film and tv and and to write because you didn't start off as a writer correct if if I remember correctly no not at all I feel like I've um <laughs> uh tiddled with every aspect of art um I I like started off as a child wanting to be a dancer of all oh, wow. things okay yeah, cool. I was at a bar mitzvah and <laughs> you know you know how like they have the people to like dance yeah. for you or like That's show awesome. you how to dance at a bar mitzvah <laughs> and I was always like I was always wanting to dance with them and I usually would make myself the center of attention at someone else's <laughs> bar mitzvah um like I'd have like an egg roll in one hand and a oh hot dog gosh. in the other I'm just like full on like spread eagle twerking it out yeah um, yeah I was 12 um I have a confidence of like a hundred year old woman um just gave zero fucks and (laughs) and so then like I would talk to these people and I like I was like what do you do and she's like oh I'm a dance major I was like 
you can major in dance I was like I didn't know that with college that you can major in the arts like no (laughs) one told me okay yeah yeah college for something other than like reading you know (laughs) Um, the reading degree damn yeah so I was like damn okay I'm gonna be a dance major because I just want to dance at bar mitzvahs all the time (laughs) um and then I went to high school years later and um I was like debating between you get one elective in high school so I was debating between taking a dance class because my family never had money for dance classes so I was waiting for for high school because in high school you got to do the opportunity so I was waiting for high school I finally got to high school and then I was like, okay, do I want to do acting? I didn't want, do I want to do dance? And the counselor was like, well, go check out both spaces and see whatever space talks to you and we'll sign you up. And I checked out the dance room. It looked, you know, normal. And then I checked out the black box theater and I had never been in a black box theater my whole life. Mm-hmm. Like the only theater I saw was in, you know, a school auditorium. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this place is special. I don't know why or what goes down here, but like, this is like a magical spot. So I got into acting and I did acting all of high school. I was in all the like clubs and shows and improv troops. And <laughs> I assistant taught like literally like my second semester of freshman year. I was like, can I assistant teach? Um, wow. So on my free periods, I would like assistant teach. Uh, and I did that all throughout my whole high school career. I like assistant taught almost every single year. And um then I went to college for it. I went to, I started off at Columbia College, Chicago. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of was like, mm, I don't really like being home still because I grew up in Chicago. I was like, this feels like just an extension of high school and I want a new experience. So I transferred to USC mm-hmm. in LA and did my program there. I studied abroad in London for a little bit, was really focused on acting, but then film started really popping up in my life because USC is such a film school. And yeah. so a lot of my friends did film and I was always like, wow, but kind of like since through Columbia college and through USC, um, once I went to college, I started like meeting writers and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, wow, they're really smart. You know, like mm-hmm. they're really creative. Like I could never be that smart, that creative, how they come up with these things. And I just never thought it was going to be my thing I thought that like my purpose was to you know act the words they write and come up with um and then graduated college and I just was like in LA working 60 hour weeks um (laughs) to like make rent and I had no time for like auditions and I was like working three jobs and then I had an internship at an improv you know house and doing social media and photography so that I could also, you know, pay for classes. Yeah. And I kind of was like, I just don't even have the energy to be in a fucking show right now. You know, like Mm -hmm. I just am all my days are spent. So my friend was like, well, why don't you, it was like the height of the web series, you know, when everyone's (laughs) like, just make a web series. Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, okay, well I'll just write something for me and my friends so that we can act. Like it wasn't even like, you know, I want to write something because I want to write something. It was like, I just want to act in something. And so I have to make it up, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of pondering what idea to do. And this is how I got to bitch training, which is my project now, which was like, oh my God, like six years ago. But oh my gosh, yeah. I was like working at a museum in LA. It was the Broad Museum. And it's like a contemporary art museum. And it's very like, 
it's very beautiful but like since instagram because it's so beautiful people really go there for like the shots so like i would be i worked like as like a tour uh touring for like schools and stuff i'd like teach incoming students before we opened which was the best yeah part of my job but then otherwise i'd be like kind of standing in the gallery just like making sure people didn't touch the paintings which they always did oh Um, really Oh it my really god, they would just go it. up and yell like boom, just like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, like in your other hand is like condensation from your Starbucks cup. Like, oh just like disgusting. That is like disgusting what? the cardinal rule of museums. Yeah, I should not that you do like, not touch. Like literally touch with your eyes. Like, right. Touch with your heart. Don't right. touch your hands. <laughs> your grimy oh hands. Oh. And it has happened daily. I can't even oh tell god. you like you know, it'd be like Keith Haring, like a beautiful oh artist, God. beautiful painting. And they go, boom, touch it. I'm like, have you never felt paint? Like, just like <laughs> get a canvas, slap anything on there and feel it all day long. I was like, Jesus, <laughs> please don't put your oily hands. Anyway, I don't even so- touch my, my own work that I've like done myself right. after I've like, you know, oh I'm like, God. oh no, I can't touch this. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like it's done. Like you're yeah. finished, you know? Um, and you know there was like this painting of like the holocaust and like you know it was like very you know somber and Mm -hmm. powerful and you know I would work that gallery and people would be like duck face like tongue out like ah hot girl summer and I was like do you know what this painting is about and they're like no and I was like it's about the holocaust and they're like okay and I was like (laughs) god damn it you know I just was like on fire and one day I just like left work and I was like, I wish people had to be nice. Like, I wish there was a world in which these assholes didn't exist. And um, then I kind of thought about like, damn, like, what would that mean? You know, yeah. like if I lived in a world where I had to be nice and I couldn't say what I wanted, um, even if it was a little bit mean, but it was true to myself, like, how would I feel? And then I started kind of imagining what the world would look like, this nice world, and you know, how it actually be kind of oppressive to people mm-hmm. and mostly women. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, because already in this world, you know, we have freedom of speech, but then women and, you know, people of color and women of color, especially like, we have a hard time being listened to. Yeah. Um, and um, I was like, I think it would be even worse, you know, in a nice world like that. Um, And then I thought, you know, and then I started writing the web series and it took me forever to write it because I was not good at writing. I never took a writing class in TV or anything like that. I just, I don't even know, like, you know, I barely know what a script looked like because, you know, I just read it as an actor. And um, then I moved to New York. I like packed two bags and was like, I'm ditching LA. I'm sick of these 60 hour work weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And I like showed up in Brooklyn, had never been to Brooklyn before. And I was also like, you know, auditioning for a bunch of stuff and I wasn't getting anything. So I was like, all right, let's pick up bitch training again and let's just do it. And then I kind of was like, okay, what if like this alien comes from the nice world and she shows up in New York, like I did. And she has to learn how to like survive here because as a midwesterner when i showed up to new york i was really a fish out of water you know like i grew up outside of chicago in chicago so like i knew the city but like you know and how to act in the city but like new york is so different like yeah. you just <laughs> like yeah. i love just 
openly weeping on the subway. Yeah, I think yeah. it's one of the most beautiful things in New York City. Just openly weeping. And like, I lived in London for a little bit, mm-hmm. um, which I love London. But yeah. I think New York has this like freedom of, and I say this to people who want to move here. I say like, New York, you know, people are like, I'll move to New York. It'll solve my problems. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the act of like you know like and I think it's true I really yes. do and it's not because like New York will solve your problems yeah. but I think New York will force you to be yourself because mm-hmm. in this tiny island where everybody doesn't give a shit about anybody else because they're mm-hmm. too busy with their own you know storyline you could be anything you want you could be anyone you want because it doesn't matter but since there's so many options, it kind of just like forces you down to be yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, because yeah. you can be anything, you have to just be you because you yeah. can't like play this game of like who I want to be. And I think I was able to like play that game in LA really well. Um, mm-hmm. I was talking about this the other day with my friends. I was able to like, you know, be in the Uber and then arrive as this Amanda, you know. Um, but in New York, you're constantly bombarded with people. And like, what does it mean to just like, say what you want and like get pissed at somebody for like budging you on the subway you know like you just react and New York kind of makes you just like say exactly what you want um because you're being constantly bombarded yeah (laughs) so I was like what would it be like to be an alien in this world where you'd have to be so strictly nice and polite all the time and then be constantly bombarded and like shock yourself into being like can you get the fuck off me right now yeah 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 um (laughs) Cause that's a, that was really hard for me. You know, I really don't like to ruin anyone's day. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've done a lot of crazy things and bent my back backwards just to like make other people happy. And, mm-hmm. um, it was really hard learning how to do that. So whew, long story, but that's how <laughs> no, we got here, baby. That, yeah. It's awesome. It's an incredible story. And, yeah. and good for you. I mean, I love what you said about how you know, you were working 60 hours a week and you were auditioning and you, you weren't getting anything. And so you're like, okay, I'm just going to do it myself. And yeah. like, that is such like, I love that can do attitude that like, okay, I'm just going to create opportunities for myself because why not? You yeah, know, like right. who's to say, yeah. who's to say no? Yeah. I mean, it's really like, um, it's really a practice of self-worth, you know, yes. to, create your own project because that's you like putting down on paper or putting into a space like I am worthy enough to work and I am worthy enough to keep putting myself out there even if people have said I don't want you out there you know (laughs) well you know fuck you I'm going to yeah exactly Um, exactly and such an amazing project was born from this so (laughs) Can we hear more about, I mean, I know you alluded to to it a bunch when you were just speaking, but I mean, tell us a bit more about it and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Bitch Training is um, a comedy TV show about an alien named Nicole, and she's from this world, this nice world where the government enforces politeness. You have to be nice. And she gets stood up on a date in the nice world. And she tells the guy how she actually feels about it and, you know, stands up to him and calls him out and she calls him an asshole. And in doing that, she gets exiled to the worst place in the known universe, which is present day New York City. (laughs) So 
Nicole shows up. She doesn't know what money is. She doesn't know what murder is. She doesn't know like, you know, mm-hmm. anything. And um, she like goes into this rundown arcade and she meets um, one of our supporting characters, Brandon. And then she also meets our other main character, Lainey. And Lainey used to be from this nice world. And Lainey kind of knows Nicole's a fish out of water. So she takes Nicole under her wing and teaches her how to be a bitch and um, teaches her how to like stand up for herself in the city and how to make it in New York um, as an alien from another planet. So that's bitch training, baby. (laughs) That sounds so fun. Yeah, it's um, I definitely like got the like Lainey Nicole relationship a lot from like my friends who have like you know really helped me you know especially my friend Iris who you know I've known her since you know I was 15 years old yeah so we went to we went to high school together you know she went to NYU I went to USC but we still were like obviously best friends and hung out every summer and like we created our theater our own theater company when we were 18 19 years old um because we just wanted to do more theater you know we're not Mm -hmm. in school um so we were always like very collaborative and I think it's a very beautiful thing when you have a friend that you can also work with in a healthy way yeah Um, and we definitely have that and I think you know when I moved to New York she really helped me to like introduce me to the friends that she's met and the people that she knows and like help me get a job and you know like because of my female friendships I've been able to like you know raise myself up way more than I have from any type of romantic relationship and that's Mm -hmm. something that I wanted to highlight too um I've dated a lot of wackos and (laughs) a lot and you know London LA Chicago New York and I think you know you obviously learn something about yourself through a relationship but I think Mm -hmm. I've learned about myself way more through friendships Mm. through just like daily challenges of getting through the day in New York and um so I kind of really wanted to make Lainey and Nicole's relationship the center um of what it's like to learn your voice without a romantic relationship yeah because I mean I just relate to that more yeah yeah Rebecca and I definitely relate (laughs) yeah no and that's one of our questions too because Kara and I we met we were 11 when and she 10. Moved, yeah, when yeah. <laughs> you moved from Germany. Yeah. And we met, I think, the year after you moved. And yeah. we yeah, like instantly became best friends. Yeah. And we've been <laughs> best friends since. But, like, not only that, is that we're, we also call it <laughs> forever, forever collaborative friends or forever yeah. creative friends. And you have found that in Iris. And that's amazing. And so, yeah. So I think it's that. so powerful. Yeah, yeah. The, the the friendships between women, like yeah. it is just in femmes, you know, and it's it's just like it's so loving and caring and beautiful and supportive and powerful and strong. And I think you know, I hope other people. I think I hope this is a common theme for people in people's lives. If not, I'll be I'll be your friend. Um, <laughs> but I hope everyone has their forever creative friend because. Yeah to grow up with someone and you know to, to still choose to be in each other's lives after all this change you know yeah, like yeah. you know how gorgeous is that you know yeah. I'm getting emotional <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, just, you just phrase that so beautifully yeah. um oh yeah um, 
and it's, it's one of so, the greatest joys yeah it really Absolutely. is yeah and do you keep hitting the point of you know these beautiful female relationships in mm-hmm. your life and obviously we know it's important for like society and stuff but like mm-hmm. but can you tell us why it's important to you to work on an all-femme queer crew yeah project um, yeah that aspect of the project yeah 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 well you know when I first started getting into film you know at USC like you know once again titillating with it I feel like I sound so gross when I say that but you know what I'm gonna stick to it I love titillating okay great it's a great Um, word it's a great word (laughs) (laughs) I was just so naive to the fact that like women people Mm -hmm. of color and queer people are like kind of not in the film industry and I was like what (laughs) I was like how is that possible because you know coming from theater Mm -hmm. which also has its own issues yeah um but yeah I was you know at least very lucky to like work with all different types of people and have all different types of directors and I was really more like okay like you know it's a little bit farther along and I think film is just still stuck in cis white hetero male world and um theater definitely has a long way to go as well but um that kind of shocked me and um made me really mad because so many of my friends that were female were the best like just Mm -hmm. so creative so powerful had these amazing stories to tell of history and joy and you know science fiction and you know had these whole entire worlds in their heads Mm -hmm. and then we're doing like you know fucking Brian's story about how he wants to hook up with his ex you know (laughs) Brian's not a real name you hit it on the head you hit film school on the head how many how many films like that have I seen in my like you know film um production classes I yeah Uh, absolutely please get over 500 days of summer please get over 500 days of summer like yes it is a lovely film please get over it over it yeah yeah, yeah, you know oh my god oh my Um, gosh I just think every every man is wet for that movie it's (laughs) um it's a great one but it's also like you know there's other stories except you know little you know the chick that you can't really get you know um (laughs) yep you know so serious girl yeah gives into Um, you but only you right yeah you get her better than anyone else you know yeah um (laughs) (laughs) it's just like it's not a lived experience by me or nearly any of my friends. You know, right. how much would I wish just for a man to like ache for me yeah. when I was like, you know, 16 through 21, I was like, right. how cool would it be if a man just ached for me for 500 fucking days, you know, like, um, never, never, never. Um, and so it really pissed me off. And then, you know, when I came to New York, like, there was something you know bubbling inside me which I feel like a lot of queer people have or like um you have that one friend that one female friend who kind of like sparks a little like ding dong um I like you differently than I like all my other female friends and I'm more protective about you than all my other female friends and why you hang out with her and why are you talking to him and um you get this like female friend that you kind of like hate but you love and it's because you have like romantic feelings for her. Mm-hmm. And I started to feel that while in USC for a bit. Um, and I didn't know what it was. And then I came to New York and I was like, oh, I'm a queer person. Um, 
because I started to hang out with like a lot of gay women and gay femmes and doing drag shows and burlesque and like my whole world was just like filled with you know all kinds of queer people and humans and it really was like a space where I would allow myself to be queer you know because Mm -hmm. USC is like very hetero you know there's Mm -hmm. like you know definitely like queer people but like it's like so fratty uh Mm -hmm. lots of frats like lots of just like who'd you hook up with this week you know and like you would never say a girl um Mm -hmm. and I had like no real known queer um friends like I had like one or two um but they also talked about all the troubles of dating as well and so I was like well it's not any easier on that side of the fence um so I kind of really just didn't dive into it and then as soon as I was in New York I was like wow like there's queer people everywhere and I really got to like get in on that and you know date women finally and like find this thing in myself and for a while it like felt very um it felt very like I was playing a part and I was like no, I'm not gay enough to be gay, you know, like, I'm not gay enough to be queer, you know, like, I, yeah, I don't yeah. think, like, I can, you know, I don't want to, like, take up space in a place where I don't belong, mm, and I think mm. that's, like, something that people do to be, like, no, 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 um, that's more like a self-defense mechanism, right, right, and then, you know, like, from learning about how little um, queer people, you know, people of color are in the film and TV world, yeah. though they have eons of stories to tell um I was like that's the team I want um because one you know I want more opportunities for Mm -hmm. um femme and queer people and um I want to you know hire the people that I think are the best for the room and also the best for my creativity you know like I you know, being in drag and burlesque shows, like you feel so alive and yeah, yeah. there's all these colors and music and sparkles and glitter and God, does it feel good to just be out and about yeah. and dance? And, you know, like that is a world where I feel creative and like working with other queer people. Like I just, I feel, you know, a little bit more the fire in myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, so yeah, I was like, well, if I am in charge of a project and like leading a project, I am going to, you know, hire people who are femme and queer and people of color. And I want to make sure that like, I'm doing what's, what I want to see more of. Yeah, um, right, right. If I have the opportunity to, I'm going to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did. And then I thought, okay, um, what's something that's a shitty thing that people do when they hire um, all these different groups of people? Oh, they put them in their films and then don't pay them. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, um, I'm not going to do that because that's also another thing that white women especially do where they're like, I want a more inclusive space. So I'm going to hire all these people and then I'm not going to pay them. Um that's not great either. So I was like, well, I need to do a fundraiser to raise money so that I can pay these people, um, their rate because, um, we're all adults now and we don't need any more goddamn educational experiences. You know what I mean? Yeah, Um, absolutely. Rebecca, we were just talking about this. Yeah. 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 Like, I think you have a certain age, you know, like maybe you have a year after college, maybe, Mm -hmm. but 
after that, you need to get paid. You know, you deserve to get paid. Yeah. Even after college, you worked for a degree, you know, yeah. like, you deserve it. You put a lot um, of money and resources into that. You, you went into debt for yes. that degree. <laughs> yes. And even if you didn't go to college, oh, even if part. you just like have this artistry, you know, you deserve to be paid for this artistry. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's about it is I had, you know, had the opportunity to do it. So I wanted to, and people should be paid because they're artists. Um, yes. And, you know, not only are we not hired as much, but we're also not paid as much. Mm-hmm. And also I've been doing some research about like um, sex work in the early 1920s, 1930s. And mm-hmm. it really fascinates me. And, mm-hmm. um, and like, there were so many sex workers that worked in film in the 1920s, like mm. a lot of female sex workers mm-hmm. and female sex workers that did choreography and helped direct and did mm-hmm. like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, production design. And then were just never credited and never like paid for their work. And it's, it's so funny to think about how, um, how often women and femmes and people of color have been in TV and film and just never credited. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's like, we have always been here, you know, like femmes have always been in this industry. It's not like, Oh, a white man made it. And then we kind of jumped in, you know, as the actress and then we became the director. It's like, no, we've been directing the shit from the beginning. beginning. There's a lot of untold history and lost history about the women in early Hollywood from the 19th yeah. century on like yep. you're alluding to like you're saying and it's it's really like we have to one bring it up but then two also continue with full force like you're doing with bits training to um create stories and also when you were talking I, I just keep thinking about like the, the the queer stories that we do have they're always they fit into like certain archetypes and they're often very like white voyeuristic cis kind of like perspectives and it's it's like it shapes how you also talking about your point, like how, how um, are you queer enough to be queer kind of thing? Like, I, I, I think it gives you this misconception that you have to be a certain way in order to fully identify as queer, which is stupid. You're, if you're queer, you're queer. You're, you are who you are. Like, you know what I, you know, right. so, say so. It is so there's no one way to like living your truth. Yeah. Like, or express yeah. your sexuality, yeah. express your gender, express. Yeah. 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 yeah all these different aspects of yourself a hundred percent and yeah I I'm really interested also in like the sci-fi space um Mm -hmm. because I you know I grew up on like Star Wars with like you know mostly my brother shoving it down my throat but (laughs) then I I latched on because I was like this is actually kind of a dope story like he almost hooked up with his sister you know yeah yeah Um, (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of crazy um and so I kind of got into sci-fi and I always loved reading um books that were fiction and like Mm -hmm. took place in magical worlds and um I was always like just really loved that and I was like there's not a lot of like comedy female-led science fiction out there huh yeah um like I really can't think of hardly any shows like you know there's Black Mirror but like you know that's not like kind of sitcom more like where I'm going so Mm -hmm. yeah 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 no totally there's all these different spaces you know you know you know working behind camera and then you know in front of the camera queer stories that we've heard before you know relationship stories that we've heard before 
centering stories that we've heard before you know it goes on yeah. and on and on um absolutely so you know wouldn't it be nice to shake it up a bit yeah <laughs> yes absolutely yeah. I just I, yeah, I'm so that. excited for butcher training ever since I heard about it I've just been like yes we need it we have to have it <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm so thrilled so to see it yeah I'm, um, I'm really it, so on, it, it makes me feel really good to hear that um, <laughs> like especially like you know when you first make something that is not existent you're like I don't know if people are gonna like this because it doesn't really mm-hmm. exist yet and it's not really something people can latch on to. And the frustrating thing about TV and film is like, oh, executives won't get that because it doesn't exist. Like yes. executives won't take that because it's like not really I mainstream that, or like exactly. mainstream, you know, TV watchers aren't going to watch that, you know, like, and it's frustrating because it's like, well, I know a lot of people that would watch it, you know, like, yeah. um, yeah. and I think it's just that we're so ingrained in the like normal and like not normal this um the status quo of what yes. we currently have yes. that we think it is normal and it's not and yes. um mm-hmm. oh yeah. my god I just I think of Z-Way and her show that she's had on Showtime oh now my god. right what and it's like fucking icon I I, I yeah. she was my RA when I was my pre-college no. program yes <laughs> Oh my God, was she a good RA? She was amazing. She's the first person that told me that I was going to be a producer. It was really like, it was such a sentimental, like, like, like an important moment for me. And I don't know if she remembers that. You know what I mean? I've been following her on Instagram forever. I think she's so cool. Like just seeing her blow up over the last year and a half, two years. It was just like, so amazing. And, but like what you're talking about, like, she's really, really I admire her so much because she used her platform to really like create something new and new space. And it's going to keep doing that. And that's just, yeah. Once again, a woman of color, a black woman leading the way, you know, just like (laughs) queensy way, just so amazing. You know, and that's the thing that's like, so cool is that like, you know, she created the show to talk about race and to have these uncomfortable conversations and like to, you know, have, you know, you know, white people always want to center themselves and, you know, we're so used to that. And so she has a show where you're allowed to center yourself, but in an uncomfortable space where you don't look good with the spotlight, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's brilliant. How fucking, yeah, she's brilliant. And so I think, you know, she really is paving a way of like, how do we do late night? Totally different. Yeah. On prime time. Like I want to know what's right on prime time. Yeah. Not just like because how many fucking women have daytime talk shows like oh my god yeah. you know, like, it's just it's just women are the morning and men are in the night right like, yeah. women are school and men are fun you know yeah, like that's basically yeah. what it says you know you're so um, right, and right, like yeah. oh and like women work from home and or not work from home like our housemakers so that's why they have to have daytime tv you know like what the fuck you know yeah like, it's just it's crazy so yeah i mean Ways. and it's it's Unreal. unfortunate yeah. that we were talking about earlier when you were saying oh this is not like mainstream mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and it's unfortunate that someone's art and like form of self-expression is being put in this box of like what is acceptable right. what is gonna bring in money because that's mm-hmm. what it comes down to like the views mm-hmm. and the money and so yeah. there's so much limitation there and because of that as a consequence the people who are consuming this mainstream 
you know, television aren't experiencing what real people are experiencing because people live in, people live in bubbles sometimes, you know, not everyone's exposed to, to everything around them. So it's so important that you're putting this out there and I'm so happy you are. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's really lovely to, to hear, um, the support for it. Um, and I think like as filmmakers and artists in general, like it's on us first to support our friends who yeah. make something new and make something daring because, you know, bitch training is all about being daring and how scary it is and how it usually feels like you're doing something bad. Mm. Um, and how it usually feels like you're, you know, you're shaking things up. Like, why are you trying to be annoying? You know, mm-hmm. um, and like as artists and filmmakers, we have to be the first to say like, yes, please do that. And so like to have like a cohort of people to like, you know, keep, you know, if there's like an exponential, my Virgo's coming out. If there's a, if there's an ascending line on a graph, you know, we need like artists to keep bumping that line up a yes. little bit higher, a little bit higher to like yep. grow it. Um, so that way it's at like the very top and, you know, now all these people have seen it and all these people are like, we would watch this. Yeah. And finally, the executive goes, okay, fine. You know? Yeah. Fine. Artists need yeah. to support artists. That's yeah. where it starts. And that's what this whole podcast is about. Yeah. So, you know, this is kind of a curious question, maybe, but how do you know that you found a good idea? Like something that is worth pursuing, worth um, putting all this energy <laughs> into? <laughs> it makes me giggle because it's so... <laughs> I don't, I, I honestly don't think you know. I honestly yeah, okay. don't think you will know um, because there were so many times I was like, fuck bitch. <laughs> I was like, I just want to not look at this fucking script ever again. Like yeah. those ideas fucking, you know, because also like I'm really close to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been seeing this thing for six years. So yeah, it's wow. like, as the creator, I think in my biggest advice, I guess would be keep showing your friends and keep seeing what people think. And I think the thing that really hit me more than anything is um, get a room of people who you would love to watch the show or what the Mm. show's for. Because I um, I had the absolute pleasure of one night um, having a bunch of artists over and we had like this whole like artist meeting. And um, it was a lot of femmes, a lot of queer people. And, you know, I was like, I would love to read my script. You know, I'd love to have people talk about it and think about it and let me know what they think and it was the first time I had like 15 plus people read my script at once and I could hear their laughing and I could hear their like "Mm, yes you know um and I could hear them reacting and then when they gave me feedback they were like I relate to this so hard Amanda or like this feels so real to my female lived experience or um I did not know this, that femmes have to feel like this. Like, this is so amazing. Like, I want to watch more, you know, from people who aren't femme identifying. Um, And that was the first time I was like, wow, okay. People want to watch this. And it's like the people I would love to watch this, you know, the the people that the show is for, you know, like young queer femmes, you know. Um, I think that's when it really hit like, wow, okay, yes. You know, like, and I keep going back to that moment every time that bitch training gets hard or gets like, you know what, mm. why don't we just toss this bitch out? You know, mm-hmm. um, I keep going back to that moment where people got really excited. And 
I will say that moment was like five years in the process. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah, 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 <laughs> that yeah. moment did not come for a long time. Yeah. So as a creator, like, I think you have this idea and you ruminate on it and you throw it down and you keep growing it. And, you know, this is, you know, when I say this is six years old, that's not me like pumping on my computer every night. Like that is right. not yeah. me at all. That is me taking like six months off. Yeah. That's me mm-hmm. being like, I'm not doing this anymore. That's me, you know, working on something else. Um, but then keep coming back to it. And like, if you have a gut feeling about a project mm-hmm. that you feel like, oh, I keep putting that down, but like, why do I keep thinking about it? Or like, yeah. I keep putting it down, but I keep like feeling like it means something to me, you know, mm-hmm. like just like, just follow that little tiny feeling until you can get in a room of people who you would love to watch this thing. Um, whatever kind of audience that is. And if they respond to it in a way that feels positive to you, or, yeah. you know, at least supportive, then then like, that's a good answer for how, you know, you have a good idea. Um, but for the first five years, you might not know. Yeah. <laughs> so just trust yourself. But I love how you um, think that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I think the thing that I learned about the most, mm-hmm. you know, I'm almost 27 now, um, is like, and a lot of that learning was due to New York and having to actually be myself. Like, you know, like I come from the Midwest where getting a tattoo was a big deal. And so yeah. like, I just got a tattoo, you know? And like, I had to go through like, oh my goodness, like Mm-hmm. I get to be in control of my body. Like mm-hmm. if my parents don't like something, I can still do it. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> I that with, like you know, coming out as queer too. Like there are certain family members who like were not fucking with me anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like you really have to start, you know, as I did, I was like, you know, in the last three years, I've learned a lot about like how I can be strong for myself. And mm-hmm. I was like, I want to create a show where that type of learning starts to happen when like femmes are like 17, 18. Mm -hmm. Like I would love it if like this was out there eight years earlier. And like, where would I be now if like I had already learned these things, you know? Um, And I really do think that um, Gen Z is doing such an amazing job of being badasses and like, Mm -hmm. you know, looking for change. Like all the environmental change that Gen Z is really leading is like, so gorgeous you know like that you know gen z gets hate because like you know (laughs) tiktok um but (laughs) i also think that they're doing really powerful work and i do think that they're on the right way so i kind of want to just stoke that fire with a show about like you know like i don't know stop worrying about if the boy likes you because maybe you're gay like me you know or like (laughs) queer like me and it doesn't really matter um and um just like just go for what feels right and Mm -hmm. um yeah I would love it if you know when I was 17 18 I was at at the time 17 18 years old I was in a really abusive relationship Mm -hmm. and um I was really like just trying to have this person like me and like my family and um you know I was bending my back every day for this person and oh my God, if I could go back and like tell her like, you're enough, you know, like you are like, you're enough just like as you are, you are so creative and powerful. And like, if, if this person doesn't see that in you, like you need to walk away for yourself. Um, and 
I hope she would. And that's what I hope for every person that watches this, if they're stuck in something, you know, that makes them feel smaller, that there's like this reminder that there's this whole world out there in yourself that exists where you are the main character, you know, like you can have any story you want, you know, so yeah oh my god <laughs> I'm emotional I, about it no that was so it's so perfect that was that was perfect I yeah. I fully agree and I think that's something that I, I I recognized when I first heard the pitch for the show and I just that's why I'm so like excited for it because I think it's just like you say like thinking about um I think it's a good exercise to think about what you wish your younger self could know now you know before yeah um and I think that's really powerful and touching and and kind and and yeah let's make it happen you know like yes. let's make it happen so um, let us know tell our viewers how we can make it yes. happen how can we <laughs> yes. exactly. how can we help um so we have a um Instagram account called um bitch training prod like production um and um, you can follow us there on Instagram. And we also have an Indiegogo that is live um, for, I think, another like 20 something days. Um, so we're going to really do pushing a fundraiser all of June. Um, and um, we have until June, uh, we're doing a uh, fundraiser that's uh, $7,500. And that's, you know, our first point of the budget. We're trying to get to 15K though. So mm-hmm. if somebody's out there, that has another seven thousand dollars laying around. Like I will be your best friend. And I will clean your house. Um, I will, you know, sing you sweet lullabies. I um, so please follow us on Instagram uh, at Bitch Training Prod. Uh, please donate, support. You know, even if you know you can throw five bucks, it helps. Right now we are 75% uh, fundraised, which is huge. Um, The amount of love we've gotten so far is like, it it literally makes me smile every day. Um, It's, it's really great. Um, But we still have a ways to go. So even $5, you know, is so helpful. And if you can't give because times are really tough right now, please just share or like, or comment on our stuff. You know, Um, we're doing auctions all this month too. So we have a bunch of artists that we're working with who are, um so amazing to you know give their art yeah to us and there's so been some can... really cool cool like stuff like yeah, I, 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 just take reiki. a look at the instagram yeah yeah reiki yoga all kinds of stuff yeah. we've got more stuff coming so up that cool. i'm really excited about so yeah. please give us a follow <laughs> yes. you won't regret it um you really won't yeah so this was awesome thank you so much for this just incredible conversation amanda and for sharing and just give us a sign off again say your name um and where we can find you on social and all that good stuff yes i am amanda k cook i am a comedy writer and you can follow me at amanda k cook one on instagram but please follow bitch training on instagram at bitch training prod and donate support share throw us love um because we all need love in this world so and this project (laughs) is so deserving and so incredible so and thank you thank you filled with amazing people who deserve to um to make their work and make this world a better place so yeah yeah word yes absolutely 100 (laughs) percent
thank you guys so much yeah thank you thank Thank you. you well thank you so much to amanda for being on the show what a great conversation just and i loved talking about how an an idea forms and you know seeing it come to fruition and really watching that idea grow into something beautiful and keep pushing even though there's like so much time that like i think perhaps i mean i know that i've left ideas because i've been discouraged on how long it's taken me to like develop Mm -hmm. them and i think it's so awesome to see bitch training come into fruition and i just i love uh i mentioned this rebecca briefly in private but i love what Amanda said about New York City you know I just thought Mm -hmm. it was such a beautiful description of of that place and um I think if you're from there you can really appreciate (laughs) yeah yeah I think you can really appreciate what she has to say so please 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 consider donating to bitch training we need it it's an amazing um cause and just artwork that has to be seen so you can yeah. follow them on. You can get more information and follow them on um, Bitch Training po- um, Prod, Bitch Training Prod, like production. We'll also have all this information linked below. You can find Amanda at on Instagram at Amanda K Cook One, right? Amanda K Cook One. Mm-hmm. Amanda K Cook One, and yeah, you can if if you are a featured artist and would like to be featured on the show, you can. You can DM us at the podcast imperfect on Instagram or send us an email at the podcast imperfect at gmail.com. Also follow us on Instagram for all of these like updates and just fun, fun visuals, I think. <laughs> yeah. Fun visuals created by Queen Kara. Oh, stop. I mean, incredible. <laughs> She's incredible. Also, she makes her Instagram look so beautiful. Um, Rebecca also has her hand in it. She makes it also look just stop. really great and seamless. And I'm glad that she takes over for me. <laughs> no, it's teamwork, baby. Forever creative yes, partner. Partners. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, follow us there for all kinds of updates and inspirational material from our featured artists. And yeah, yeah you can follow me at Rebecca Nisco Music on Instagram or on YouTube. And you can follow me at Quiet Open Space, all one word. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you and so much. Have a bitchin' day. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, have <laughs> just a bitchin' like, day. Go out there and do your thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>